0: This is the Andy Social Podcast, episode 170 with Aaron Warboys, but before we kick into this episode, if we haven't met already... Howdy, welcome to the podcast. My name is Andy Dowling, and in addition to hosting this podcast, I am also a heavy metal warrior and play bass in the Australian metal band Lord. If you haven't heard our music before, go over to Lord.net.au. There's video clips, there's streaming music, um, there's a whole back catalogue and historical information there. It's a really easy and quick way to get a taste of what we're all about. If you've known about us for a little while but haven't uh, been paying attention recently, we have released a single, our first single off the upcoming I had to spit this one out come on Andy off the upcoming album Fallen Idols which is due out at the end of April the first single is called United Welcome Back And you can go and check that out by going to lord.net.au slash united. Um, You can grab the track from Bandcamp, but you can also check out the uh, video clip as well, which is on YouTube. So make sure you go and check that out. Please pass it around and spread the word if you enjoy the track. Um, We really are keen to get this in front of as many metal fans as possible. So if you know anybody out there that might dig this song or our music in general, please pass it around. It means a hell of a lot to us. But go and check it all out, lord.net.au lord.net.au slash united new album coming out in at the end of april i believe i'm recording this a little bit in advance Um, and new single is out united go and check it out when i'm not being a heavy metal warrior i am also hosting a second podcast called self-starter which is all about small business self-employment and freelancing Uh, so you might be interested in starting your own business or you already have one and want some tips Uh, you might be a freelancer you might uh, earn money on the side a little side hustle a bit of extra pocket money on the weekends Um, or you might know someone who's just really restless and dissatisfied with what they're currently doing and just wants to get out and do their own thing. so uh, either for yourself or for somebody you might know go and check out selfstarter.com.au you can also search for self-starter in your podcast player season one uh, wrapped up at the end of 2018 and season two is going to kick off at uh i was gonna say at the start of june this year but i'm not entirely sure when in june but anyway june of 2019 this year uh season two will kick off but go back and have a listen to the episodes today there's lots of great stories in there um and i've uh created a whole bunch of blog content as well um and it's just some really good insights and some learnings as to how other people have been doing it so go and check it all out selfstarter.com.au hope you dig it it's shout out time. Every week, I thank one person. I pick one person out of the bunch to put on public record and just say thank you. And um, it could be for a range of different reasons. It could be uh, something such as buying a t-shirt or a USB pass or a patch or something from the online store. It could be shouting me a beer via the PayPal button over at andysocial.net. It could be a message of encouragement, uh, a bit of social media love, tagging a friend or um, recommending the podcast to somebody else. It doesn't matter. It It all helps. It keeps us the whole thing moving keeps me motivated, and um, I really enjoy when people uh, just take a little bit of extra time to support this podcast, uh, big or small. It all it all helps and means a lot to me. So, this week's shout out is for Anne Williams. Ann shot me a message uh, on Twitter, I think. I uh, yeah, Twitter, um, and basically uh, just said that she had discovered the podcast the anti-social podcast via the self-starter podcast of all things and uh, discovered it via um, episode 25 of the self-starter podcast, which was, about Anchors Away Art Studio featuring Trina Collins. And Trina has also been on the Social podcast being episode 157. So Anne is from Wollongong and just really enjoyed and had no idea this place existed and was just really thankful for, I guess, the content and the episodes and really enjoyed it. And as as a result, gone back and dug into other episodes of both Self Starter and Social. So Anne, thank you so much. I appreciate the message. And it's good to know that people are finding out about the podcast through a whole range of different ways. And it's good that both podcasts are sort of promoting each other and and sort of linking in at times. So it's uh, definitely helping share the audience a little bit, which is a massive help for me. So thank you, Anne. It's great to get that feedback. And please, as always, if You hear this, and when you do hear this, please shoot me a message, and I will hook you up with a bunch of stuff that's laying around my house. Um, It won't be rubbish, but um, I'll find some things, a nice little surprise in the post. So um, hit me up, give me your details, and I will flick something out in the post. Thank you very much. Already on our podcast this week, we have Aaron Warboys. Aaron is the owner of Adversary Studios, which is located in St. Peter's and Sydenham, in Sydney's Inner West, and we'll get to that shortly. Um, he's also the front man of Bane and Isildur. 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 And sorry guys, getting carried away here. Um, he's also an audio engineer, extraordinaire, studio engineer. Um, Aaron, just there's a little fact, a little bit of did you know? Aaron was one of the engineers on Dungeons The Final Chapter, helped us do the drums at Studio 301 or 301 Studios. Um, so we've got a long history with Aaron and he's just such a great guy and has been part of, uh, Sydney music and Sydney metal for so many years and has worked with so many bands, uh, both locally, interstate and internationally, um, and, as of late, he has launched and opened up Adversary Studios, which is just an amazing rehearsal space and also recording space for a lot of bands. And I'm going to let Aaron explain how he set this up, but um, really, really cool. And for somebody that has been used to rehearsing in really basic setups, uh, Aaron's is state-of-the-art and he's looking to expand and improve on it um, moving forward into the future. So there's heaps of cool stuff here. So if you want to learn more about the studio and Aaron, you can go to adversarystudios.com. Uh, as always, I'm going to put links to everything we discuss, uh, the studio, the band, all the work that he does, his uh, direct contact details, everything will be in the show notes over at andysocial.net. And as always, you guys know the drill. Uh, if you're listening to this through a podcast player, you should be able to scroll down or click through and there'll be a bunch of clickable links there as well. So I'll make sure it's nice and easy for you guys to reach out to Aaron and all the guests that have been on this podcast today. Nice and easy to do it. So. Enough crapping on from me. Please enjoy this really cool chat with Aaron Warboys. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, we're at Crowbar, Sydney, and this is the first time I've been here since it's reopened, but um, you're working here? Yep. What's, uh, um, what's, the, what's the title? Title, one of the house guys. One of the house guys? Yeah, yeah. We uh, were we'll talking earlier because I mean I've been here for quite a bit over the years playing, but um, I guess from a from a band point of view, what's what's changed in here?
1: Uh We souped the PA up a little bit. PA was already good, but we sort of fixed a few of the speakers and added some new subs and put a new desk in. But yeah, so it always sounded good, but it sounds extra good now.
0: Yeah. The, um, it, I mean, it looks pretty much the same for the most part. They've actually got, it looks like more of a dedicated bar in here, which is always good. Cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, can bar next to the, next to the sound desk is always good,
0: Definitely. next to the merch area. That's an easy, easy swing around for you guys when you're doing yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, how do you guys schedule, was it a couple of house guys? Uh,
1: yeah, there's a couple of main guys. Yeah. We sort of just pick and choose between that, between gigs, and then if we can't do any of them, we get, get some other guys in, we've got to got a list of blokes that work here as well so
0: do you guys sort of do it week on week so you see what the gigs are for the week coming or you sort of plan a bit further in advance
1: uh i have to plan in advance because my calendar's hectic so we've only had a few shows so far so but yeah it's it's, we just sort of jump on whatever we'd like to do and check with the other guy and
0: usually works out pretty smooth so really dumb question but from a sound guy point of view do you when you're picking is it is it more about the type of band or the type of show that's on because you've got more of a an ability to mix a particular genre of band better than another one or Uh, is it just a personal preference of what you like
1: probably more of a personal preference yeah because the other guy is more of a punk and hardcore dude Mm. and i'm more of a metal guy and crowbar to metal punk and hardcore so and
0: there you go it's pretty simple yeah
1: we both sort of lean on our on our own genres and but yeah, we well, can do either. It Doesn't really make too much difference. It's all loud. Doesn't throw you. It's <laughs> all you loud and heavy. <laughs> so it doesn't
0: throw you out too much if it's if it's sort of a little bit left field.
1: Uh, well, I did the hardcore gig the other day. Mm. It was a little bit weird. It used different kind of effects and like when I do a black metal gig, I'll put massive reverbs on everything and delays on the vocals and <laughs> just not mark so everything. much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so much the same on a on
0: a hardcore gig. Yeah, I think I mean I mean there's probably a lot of things that from a punter point of view and even from a dumb bass player point of view, you just don't even. You don't even take into account, like, things that you have to factor in. Like yeah. when Especially when you're on stage playing. I mean, you're really only focused on what's coming through your foldback and that's about it. Yeah. You know, what it sounds like out the front, you've got no freaking idea. No, that's
1: right, yeah. And... Um, yeah, if I was mixing a jazz band, it might be a bit different. Have you ever done it? Uh, I mixed, like, a Latina... Oh, yeah? <laughs> Brazilian dance band thing one time here. Here? Yeah, at the Stag? Yeah, yeah, it was wow. some private party thing. Yeah, when it was the Stag... That'd that would be more difficult
0: because you'd probably have to have a lot more clarity on everything. Like
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. it was uh, well, a lot of different range of instruments too. A lot of vocals and weird sort of percussion things and double basses. I, I think it was a double bass. No, piano accordion.
0: And for like for that one in particular, would they like you know for us like we'd have like a a little stage plot sort of thing where we kind of give a rough idea of what we want yeah did yeah. they, do they oh, have these anything these guys had no idea with <laughs> <laughs> just turn it up make it sound yeah, good yeah do you, do you get a lot of that from bands where they've got something already sort of preset as far as what their expectations are or is it sort of more of a case that it's in the ladder where you sort of just uh, it's on you yeah it's
1: it's 50-50 yeah, yeah. some dudes are pretty organised and that's good for me yeah. it saves heaps of hustle just you can plug the mics in they know what they want they know their monitor sends and
0: and especially if they've got yeah they've got things such as in-ears and all that sort of stuff it probably makes it that, yeah that's yeah. already preset so they don't have to be too yeah, sensitive right. to what's happening on stage uh it doesn't have much. to be
1: preset we we can control it because yeah. we control monitors from front of house mm. here so that's kind of it can be tricky when you're doing in-ears because yeah. you can you don't want blow them out too much <laughs> yeah um <laughs>
0: How long have you been doing sound for?
1: As far as from a live point of view, because I know you do live like, sound. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Only I sort of just eased into it over the last five or six years, mm. just as a bit of a sea change. Made bands are asking me to mix them live, and I just rock up and mix supports at big venues and I was started say, enjoying you, it. You have probably done pretty much
0: every venue in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Or get or getting there anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, there's been so many gigs I've rocked up to, and it's. There's Aaron behind yeah, the desk yeah, yeah. Doing, doing the locals, or even sometimes. I mean, you've done some of the some of the larger bands, not not so much all the headliners because they have usually got their own touring guy. Yeah, but I've yeah. seen you. No, sort of I've done in. a few big
1: headliners. Yeah, it's, yeah, I did. um was the big he- last big headliner. I did Arcturus. Oh yeah, in Sydney the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. that was pretty good. Is that is that a challenge? I mean, this is it's going to be a million dumb questions, but um, is that a challenge having? to mix sound in all these different types of venues so here might be because just the shape of the venue versus like the Manning's such a unique yeah, shape yeah, and, yeah. and the size of that venue versus the Metro or anything like that is uh, it something that throws you a bit we depends, have to keep in depends
1: mind depends what you're doing if I'm op- if I'm doing an opening band no sound check no line this check doesn't matter just whatever <laughs> no it does matter it matters oh, yeah. more than, if you're doing a headliner you can you can tune the PA to your, to your liking mm. and whatever but if you're doing an opener usually you get no sound check walk in, plug the mics in, and then never heard the... Sometimes you never heard the band before. Sometimes you'd never used the console before. And you just kind of close your eyes and push the faders
0: up and see what happens. <laughs> is there something that you have to do, like, within... Because, I mean, I've, I've certainly had this as a support band. That first song is usually a bit, well, oh, how are you yeah, going? Can and then be by the second, it and, sort of yeah, 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 cleans yeah. itself up. But, I mean, what are things that you're checking for in that first song as soon as it kicks off? As long as the vocals are working? Yeah.
1: So I usually line check everything, make sure it's all working. Yep. Um, I guess vocals and drums first. Guitars sort of do their own thing because they got they got amps on stage and mm. they can usually carry by themselves if it's, you know, and then just yeah. work back from there.
0: Usually have it done by the end of the first song, and then sort of tweak tweak from there. Yeah, I've definitely found shows over the years where that first that first song kicks in and you you you're already excited and ready to go, and then it's like off fuck this is a train wreck. this is this is going so badly <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. suddenly like halfway through that first song you're thinking why do I do this yeah. why, why, <laughs> yeah. why have I decided to do this and this is so embarrassing fuck we should well, have rehearsed you see- better because we're thinking it's us yeah. and then by the second song it's everything just mysteriously just starts to work it's like oh that's right then, yeah. yeah you so see the people's faces in the crowd yeah, to with begin like, with, they're like weird, sort of, Weird expressions on yeah, their faces, go, what the hell's going on? Yeah, or someone And then you kind of go, oh, fuck, what's happening? Oh, and the worst is when you've got people that have seen you so many times over the years and they're looking at you and they're, they're trying to tell you what's not working. And it's yeah. like, man, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, yeah, pointing... Yeah. I mean, don't go and tell the sound guy. It's probably the worst thing to do in the world because... I'm sure you get you've been yeah, hassled yeah, yeah. over the years, but it's not my favourite thing. No, nah. <laughs> but I've had people like, look, I'm, and I'm trying to like get into it and look like I'm you know yeah, yeah you know what yeah. I'm doing, and you got some and you just make eye contact with someone in the crowd and they're just pointing up and pointing to like their mouth like your vocal yeah, needs yeah, up. Yeah. And I'm like fucking don't tell me, I don't, like I can't do anything or can't hear you. And they're trying to mouth it at like, you. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck man yeah and so it's sort of it's a bit of a buzz kill and so you yeah, have to so try and forget like, about it it's almost like heckling yeah and I've been I've been one of those punters as well especially after I've had a few beers where you think you think you can hear something that nobody else can or you or you all you can notice something that nobody else notices yeah. and you feel like you feel compelled to go up to the sound guy and go, oh, hey, heads up. Um, You know, the guitars are a bit low (laughs) over here. I notice when he hits his patch, blah, blah, blah. And you just think that your ears are just fucking, you know, you can can pick up everything and everybody else has got no clue. Yeah. So you must, I mean, you would have got that a few times.
1: Yeah, different rooms as well. Like this room, for example, we put, first thing we did was put an infill in on the stage. So we put some little monitors on the, like some little speakers on the side that point into the, to the centre because the vocals were shooting right down the back.
0: Ah, okay. So
1: people people would be standing up the front middle and they wouldn't hear the vocals because the PA was firing the sound. And then past they, them. they're usually and then the people that
0: walk all the way from the front yeah, to the back. Yeah, they'd walk to the back to...
1: and they go, hey, I can't hear the vocals.
0: And I go, oh, yeah. And I look up and then and they'd turn around and go, that's better. And I wouldn't even touch it. <laughs> <It's like laughs> so a, many times. It's like a guitarist who points out to the desk and goes like this. Yeah. And you don't do anything. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. he <laughs> like thumbs good. up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the magical like dead channel that you don't, that you're not using, you just turn everything up on it and they think it's good.
0: That's right. I mean, I remember but, yeah, life, yeah. Yeah. but now
1: since we've got the infills, the yeah. vocals point right in the middle. So there's a little sort of
0: backup. Do I mean, I've never, I, it makes sense when you explain it, but I've never even thought about having something like that in a live venue. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of venues that do it, but mm. I've always like, especially when I was, when I first started going to gigs, like barely turned 18 or some of the underage ones. And you would always be right at the front. And it was just a mash yeah. of noise, but you just loved it anyway. But yeah, yeah. but all the old guys would be like, "Man, you stand up near the desk. That's where you hear it all and you enjoy it." And blah blah. Yeah, yeah. And that's you're where like, the sound guys listening to it. Yeah, and you're <laughs> like, "Shut up, old man!" <laughs> and then I've, as I've gotten older, I've progressively moved further and further back into the room. And and whenever I go to a larger show, I'm always standing around the desk, and, and it's for that reason and part of it because I just I just can't deal with with all the people yeah, running around yeah, yeah, and yeah. bumping into each other. But yeah. um, I think. Having having those sort of fills on the stage, I mean, you don't have that mash of noise at the front. No, that's anymore. right. You
1: get the, vo- the vocals because that's all we have through it. Well, that, we can choose what we put through that mix, but it's pretty much just the vocals, and then they'll throw it straight in the middle. So.
0: And how how would that work with a band that's um, that uses like something like an in ear sort of setup and doesn't have cabs on stage or anything like that? Because their monitors are facing towards them. Yep. But if you're in that front row. I mean you've got would you rely on those similar those similar fills?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well they're pretty they're pretty directional. The guitars yeah. will still throw pretty hard through the through the yeah. PA. Yeah. Yeah. Like anything that's like drums and guitars you, you won't have any worries with there. Yeah. It'll yeah. just be
0: pumping out. And um going back to what you said before, like doing live sound and get like mates hitting you up and asking to yeah, yeah. Know, do their sound for you, um, was a lot of that from I guess you playing in in bands and having that network of people or i mean i think i first met you 301 and i think oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and um you were helping that's us right. with I the was, last dungeon was, yeah recording you guys yeah yeah and i think i mean maybe i met you before that maybe i don't know but um, that's the first yeah, early long, memory anyway a long way back <laughs> that is a long way back now um did it sort of come off the back of? studio work that you were doing and sort of that yeah, work yeah.
1: people? Yeah, but like everything combined, I guess. So right. I knew everyone from playing in bands and doing studio stuff. So right. just kind of that's how, that's how my life revolves around all those people now. Yeah. It's just my whole network.
0: And was 301 one of the first sort of gigs that you were doing as far as sort of yeah. studio work? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I finished studying and then got a job at 301, just working as an assistant there and all cleaning toilets to start with as everyone does and then <laughs> then they started paying me to do it <laughs>
0: and then uh, yeah then just do a few assisting gigs here and there and was that a hard gig to get like because I mean 301's I mean not hard as in but I guess is it from the outside looking in a lot of people that are sort of studying to do that line of work 301 at least from my point of view yeah, would be the one holy of the holy grail right? yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. So yeah no you, it's
1: the top it's did you sport. get lucky or I mean right yeah. place right
0: time I
1: think the college I went to had a like scholarship sort of program or mm. whatever it was. So like you do, they pick two or three people from each class to do an internship mm. at 301, and then I did it for a while. And then it turned out there was a job coming up at the same time, so it sort of just happened. It's probably easy for them because into it, yeah. you're already
0: sort of familiar with, with yeah yeah with the like, place and
1: yeah they were all happy with how I did stuff and whatever so yeah I just sort of
0: fell into it and I mean for I keep forgetting all the time people are listening to us talk even though we're holding mics but um I guess for people that are listening yeah I stop pointing at stuff yeah <laughs> I know I was that before <laughs> but I mean 301's one of those places that is historic from a musical point of view especially in Australia where just cream of the crop like musicians I and mean, yeah, even yeah. international have, yeah. have recorded there um when when you were there for that period how long were we there for uh I was there for like a couple of years. Yeah, yeah I two mean, two or three years. What was there? Was there anyone sort of noteworthy? I mean, everyone's noteworthy, of course. But was there any big names that you, yeah, you worked on? Hung out with Mossy a little bit. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I tried to get him on the podcast. That's another story. But uh, yeah, legend. He was a good dude. Yeah. Was,
1: yeah. Um, who else was in Russell Crowe's Misses? Really?
0: Yeah. What was she doing? I remember her name. She was doing an album. Really? Yeah. I don't even know who his Mrs is. Wow. I know he had that um I think she's a singer. I think that's her thing. Yeah, he had that twenty or forty foot yeah, well, grunt I think or thing. After I finished working there they
1: came in yeah, right. and did a thing and that was apparently pretty pretty interesting. Pretty hand going. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Get people rocking in every now and then. Barnsley yeah. would rock
0: in for a yarn and just the whole crew. That's mad. It's um it's like the um uh I don't know if they're still around now, top end. I think they've closed down. Yeah, they? they
1: closed recently, yeah.
0: I mean, Top End's sort of similar to 301 in the sense that it's just, it's, it's just a location, inner cities, yeah, Sydney, yeah. and just gravitate, like all these well, iconic had, musicians. They uh, production rehearsal rooms as well. So. That's right. Yeah, so I think when cultures were getting ready to go off on tour, they, they'd sit up there for a week or so and bang out their Yeah, I think do their sets. Yeah, they do months. Yeah, wow. A month or
1: two at a time. Midnight Oil did it as well. But they had room, I think they had rehearsal rooms as big as this
0: venue nearly. I remember walking into it did a couple of video clips there over the years. I don't mm. think we ever rehearsed there, but um I remember walking into that place. That place was just mega. It was huge. Like yeah. just their facilities was just incredible. So Yeah. I never
1: went in there myself, but I'd I'd seen pictures and videos and whatever and I was like, man, I could jam like 50 rehearsal rooms in. I there. know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and um and it might be a good segue cuz to talk about what you've got with uh your your rehearsal setups yep. that you have in the two locations, but I mean did you ever go to Kickstart in Wollongong? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so my experience of rehearsal spaces is Kickstart. Yep. And, and I, well, I didn't know, I didn't actually go there, but... Um, Oh, there's a couple of other places. And, mm. but it that similar vibe. Yep. So there's a there's a PA in there kind of yeah. and it smells like rubber. It's yeah, well rubber's the nicest nicer <laughs> of the smells yeah, that are yeah. in there. Um there's there's bugger all ventilation and it's just Yeah, this, just the fan in the wall, oh, those huge fans. That's it. And um <laughs> I got I've got fond memories of Kickstart, but that was my that was my standard of yeah, what yeah, I expected yeah, a rehearsal room yeah, to yeah Me to too. Be. Me too. And um so we as Lord did some rehearsals at your new place in Marrickville, yep, Sydenham, yep. and um, I was just blown away. And I couldn't I couldn't get my head around what you've done with this place because there's so many little things I would never expect to see in a rehearsal studio. And I've spoken to people since then, and it seems to be that there's other places around the country and even overseas that have similar things that you've set yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, for me, coming from from like Kickstart and these sort yeah. of very basic setups, I mean, what you've done is pretty pretty high tech in comparison
1: yeah yeah well that's you've got to, got to keep with the times i suppose yeah i mean, I mean kickstarts it's an old that started a long time ago and it just stuck and it just it
0: was a very old school
1: yeah and yeah yeah. and arnie's
0: old school anyway yeah, yeah
1: yeah for sure you might get a can of solo well that might be sold yeah, out boys. you might get a can of pepsi that's <laughs> right yeah
0: boys i'm out of solo I yeah
1: remember, i remember asking for a water there one day because i was drumming yeah and i go man could you, have you got any bottles of water he goes water what do you want that shit for? <laughs> he goes, There's water in the tap. And I go, but I don't have a bottle. <laughs> have you got any bottles? He's like, oh, just get a can of Coke and drink that and then fill it up with water. <laughs>
0: so I did. Drank half of it, tipped it out, and filled it up with water. Oh man, I remember the guys like TY and some of the other guys. Oh, he lived look, there. Yeah, they're just like getting cans all the time. And then I think TY was TY would go in there, he go, Arnie, I'll pay you next time. He's like, Yeah, <laughs> don't worry, it's all sounds good. about right. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that one out too, if you're not happy with that. You got a reputation. Um, so one of the cool things about, because um, I haven't, so you got two sites. Yes. So I've only been to the one in Maryfield. Right. Um, what's the one in St. Peter's? Same, same, similar setup.
1: Yeah, St. Peter's was the first one I built. Yep. And it was in. We started in 2012. Mm. Uh, just two rehearsal rooms, but we built. Built one as a recording room, yep, because that was what I wanted to do as well. Is have like, so I just put tie lines and whatever in, and I've got a, a, my recording desk and all the gears in the in the control room, and and then I just was like, well, why don't we just build both of them to the standard of a recording recording spec? So super soundproof, mm. well acoustically treated. Didn't didn't cost much more than not doing it, because I jammed in it without any treatment on there, and it was
0: loud as fuck. It was just nasty sounding So, and was that was that just I mean because I haven't been there so I don't know what it is but is it yeah. sort of like a was it an industrial sort of warehouse sort of set up like yeah. a little yeah same thing so yeah. it's
1: where it's actually a shared space so other people share the building hmm. and then I've just built a wall across one side of the room and, and
0: then built my little rooms inside there so, I assume that um, without getting into the nitty-gritty of it all, I uh, assume you would have um, had to twist an arm for a, for a loan or something like that to get some upfront dosh, because yeah, you know, fitting, oh yeah, fitting the, something out like that. so The fit-out was, was up there. Yeah. <laughs> and the first
1: time I did it, was it was up there even more, because it was sort of... Like, sort of going blind a little bit? Yeah, I didn't completely know what I was doing. Yeah. I built a lot of it myself, so mm. I'm not a builder or anything by trade, but...
0: How did that take you?
1: Uh, I think the first one took about three,
0: four months. Yeah but yeah that's straight into operations and did you sort of did you build it with the expectation that it would be something that would turn into a business I mean I I assume it would be yeah that that was the
1: plan Hmm. that was the plan originally I um yeah at the time I was rehearsing in two bands two or three nights a week Hmm. and uh I was just like oh man something comes up maybe we better maybe chuck a room together and I thought it was going to be a lot cheaper and quicker than it was. <laughs> I thought maybe I'd chuck it up in, in three or four weeks, but yep. three or four months later,
0: there it was. I'm still painting bits and pieces here and there. So you got the second space in Maryville. Yep. When did that get up and running? Uh, that was
1: 2016, I think. Okay. We started that at the end of the year. So I'd, after running the first one for a while, a couple of other studios closed down, like Troy Horse and, mm. and whatever, and then there was a massive flood of the market. Um, so I just I, I was just like oh i got to start looking around for a new new site and then I found this place and it was pretty good and I threw up some more rooms in there and it was a lot quicker than the first one I was going to say yeah, yeah. Did you have
0: a bit of a plan this time or a yeah, yeah. Anyway?
1: Well, I I when I finished it I said I'll never do it again like I did the <laughs> first time <laughs> but uh, yeah um, yeah I had a bit more of a plan and I threw it all together and I wanted to make it a lot nicer and like sort of pay more attention to the stuff I didn't do before to get it mm. nice and soundproofed and just more streamlined I guess and then I thought why not have it like a gym That was my main sort of what I based it on it's like mm. a 24 hour gym just get your membership and sort of sign in click yourself in no one has to be there so I sort of based it on that and I found some uh, uh, what are they called like web scheduling program things so all you do is just go onto the website, click on the time you want, pay your money, and then, I give, then you get a PIN code and go let yourself in.
0: That's so good. Like, when, when I did it, because um, Adrian, who's been playing the last few yeah, shows yeah, with us, yeah. he um, loves it. Yeah, he's like, oh, man, yeah, try it here. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, all right, I'll give it a go. And then so I went online, and I expected that I'd have to give you a call and go, hey, um, you want to book us in, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "No, nah, you just do it online." I'm like, "Oh, really?" So I had a look, yeah, and I was just like, "I'm like, oh my god! Like, this is great! I don't have to, I don't have to talk to anyone. Yeah, this is to talk no to offense, me. but no, yeah. no. <laughs> no one wants to talk to me." <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was so good. It was really quick, and you could pick your time, and you could schedule it in advance, and you could book multiple uh, sessions as well. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you could pick the one of the two locations.
1: Yeah, and sign in and create a, get, create get, an account, and then just one click next time, and it's done.
0: You Get your code. Yeah key it in and like there's just no one there that has to man it either yeah. which is like yeah, saving, genius
1: yeah I'm saving like 40, 40 50 hours a week on wages oh, big time that's yeah. so good
0: it Was I mean and I get the I get the concept around the gym thing because in another lifetime ago i had a membership for anytime fitness yeah. where where you could just you know key in at 4am in the morning or whatever anytime yeah like straight straight after the pub yeah okay, <laughs> that's right yeah that'll work off these carbs <laughs> um and that's amazing i mean yeah they've got their core hours with an office open but for the most part yeah, you come and go as you please and yeah. and everything all the equipment's in there and you just you just go in do your thing and leave and there's there's this like really sort of liberating aspect of it that I think attracts a lot of people because you're not you're not forced to have to comply to somebody else's schedule. You can sort of create your own yeah, what that's works right. for you. Yeah, yeah. Um were, were there other studios that you'd seen? I don't know, like Uh in, no. Interstate or anything like that? No,
1: I'd found out later that there was one Northern Beaches that had a similar kind of setup. Yeah. And, but I'm, I'm mates with that guy, so we sort of Put our heads together, and we've both refined a few things for each other. So,
0: it's um, it's such a good concept. I mean, I mean, no offence to anybody that used to man a, a desk at a rehearsal studio, but um, you know, the yeah. old one that we would do in in random locations, and you didn't have a rapport or relationship with them. Mm. I mean, it was like, it's like anybody that works in in music. There's a there's a level of bitterness. That, yeah, that comes yeah. up years and years of doing the same thing and just dealing with lots of different personalities that you start to get really... You've got a short tolerance with people.
1: Yeah, I oh, totally, and, yeah.
0: And I've, I used to get that a lot with uh, going to random rehearsal studios and you'd have to go and talk to the person. Oh, hey, we're here. We've got this booking. Oh, yeah, whatever. What you fucking want. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. away, mate. I'm on my phone. Totally understand. So <laughs> so it was such a breath of fresh air to, to be able to just do that online and just go in there, just key it in and not have to go and check with anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was yeah.
1: cool. Well, the other thing... The people, like, not against any people, but my hours were late late hours when I'm working, so I finish at midnight and whatever, sleep in a little bit in the morning, but other people don't, mm. and they try and ring me at 7 o'clock in the morning, and <laughs> and the phone doesn't stop until, you know, oh, until yeah. 1 o'clock in the morning, cause it just sort of when I was doing it that way, because that's, that's how I did it when I started in St. Peter's. I was just like, man, I can't. I get random phone calls, you know, 20 hours a day when, you know, so I just turned my phone off at night and couldn't deal with it.
0: Oh, man. And the other thing...
1: And then people get shirty or they don't come back. You know, they, don't, they don't follow through with it because I didn't answer the phone or whatever. But Oh, yeah.
0: And, I mean, I'll, I'll unfairly stereotype musicians. Musicians take everything personally. So, yeah, yeah. You know, and they're a, the worst. They're the worst. <laughs> they're the, worst, <laughs> they're the wor- <laughs> worst
1: organized people in the world. Well,
0: I mean, on that...
1: I don't know, I, I deal with them every single day of my life. It's my whole career. <laughs> you've
0: got experience. Yeah, you I, don't, I don't know what You've got authority
1: yeah. to, to make that statement. I wake up every day and ask myself
0: why I'd have to deal with these guys. <laughs> well, I mean, the other thing that's really good about it is, yeah, there's an ease from, you know, the musician's point of view of booking everything online and not having to sort of coordinate anything. You can just come and go. But it removes that whole debacle around payment because yeah. I remember, like... Well, there's a internal payment with the band. Yeah, well, that, that'll be another thing altogether. But Sometimes I, that's an issue. Yeah. But, I mean, you've got to pay, up, pay in advance online when you book. Yeah. So, for you, yes. that's oh, perfect. Man, that's, yeah, all and, I,
1: and it eliminates all that... Saves me chasing people. Oh, man. That's that's the worst part of... I guess it's probably the worst part of any job, right? Yeah. You're just chasing I,
0: people, and it sucks. You, like, you're on your way out. You're like, oh, mate... Uh whether you're oh, a badass or not I left my wallet at home can I can I hook you up next week next, yeah, next yeah. rehearsal you're like, uh, okay no. no yeah then it doesn't it just that's never. usually my answer that guy looks like he's got some money get him yeah, to pay someone yeah find it find it man <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember that years ago, especially at Kickstart, and there'd be another young band there, and they're trying to negotiate with Arnie. You're like, Arnie, we, oh man, just don't have my wallet here. Yeah, yeah. Arnie's like, Oh, oh I turned come up on, on my our rehearsal for four hours. Oh, yeah, we only worked it out as we we're loading out, and yeah, all yeah. of our gear's out of the room now. Yeah, yeah. We're all packed up, ready to go. That's right. Hours. Yeah, yeah.
1: We shouldn't have got that case before we turned up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah, I mean, just to be able, for, from your point of view, that security of having the upfront payment online, yeah, is. Yeah. It's yes. just a big game changer. Yeah, it's great. Um, one of the other things is what I found really cool, and they simple things, and they sound so stupid when you verbalise them, but just those little 1% extras, yeah. is um, you've got backline. line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, obviously that's, that was a cost up front to do, but was there a worry that that shit would get wrecked?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I tried it out at St Peter's. The problem with St Peter's was is the car park's upstairs. Ah, okay. So that was the main reason for putting the heavy gear downstairs. Yep. So you just carry your, pe- like your personals and your guitars and your cymbals and whatever. It's manageable. So, yeah, and it seemed to go okay. Nothing really, no. nothing really gets wrecked. I've had, a, I think I've probably had like four blown speakers in six years or whatever. So, That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fixable. I can fix all that sort of stuff myself. Well,
0: that definitely helps if some you. Of the,
1: oh, some of the PA stuff's a bit tricky, but yeah. yeah it's all pretty manageable. And the, the the stuff the gear's modest. It's mm. it's solid. Like it's heavy duty stuff. It, it sounds it all sounds fine. It's good good enough to rehearse on.
0: Oh, I mean for us it was perfect because you know there's nothing worse than lugging a cab in and out and
1: yeah packing it into your car from home and then
0: or if you haven't got somebody in the band that doesn't have their license and then you got to try and coordinate extra cabs and shit like that. It's <laughs> like, fuck. You know, but. Um, yeah, having that back line there is just it's just so simple but um and I've just I haven't seen a lot of it done in the past. Yeah. So just things like yeah, that. Yeah, it was
1: minimal effort really for yeah. me. And it just kinda of, like a little bit of outlay to start with and a little bit of sort of maintenance every now and then,
0: change drum skins and whatever, mm. but but they they seem to last for a while. And um the other thing that's that's really cool is that you've got a you've got a vending machine there. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> got, it's got uh, guitar Used picks. Used underwear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, that's just. <laughs> no, that was the other one. That's, you better cut that out too. That's the <laughs> other one upstairs. Yeah, cut it out. Edit. Um, <laughs> it's got like guitar picks. There's guitar leads. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, Jug, f-
1: kettle cords. Yeah. So you can if you if you forget your power cable and your speaker cable,
0: which everyone does. It's the best. It is so good because I mean guitar go- straps. Go- going back to like kickstart, Arnie had a bunch of messy cables on the wall and yeah, you forgot found. something yeah <laughs> and then you'd use it and then some of them went back onto the hook and some of them didn't yeah they went back into your case or, yeah that's yeah, yeah. right or they were wrecked or whatever it was and um, and yeah um, it's like well if you're a dead shit and you've forgotten your gear then yeah, oh, yeah. here's an option you're saved but you got to pay for it
1: yeah yeah well people don't really mind yeah it, I've, cool. had, I've had people come up to me and go man the amount of times that thing saved me I've packs <laughs> stuff into a different case and got a different band, like come in with a different band with different gear and whatever.
0: Did that... I mean, where'd that idea come from to... I mean, especially from a vending machine concept because, I mean, you could have you could have your old school desk with somebody manning it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I used to sell a bit of stuff at the other place. Yeah. Like, so I have got a, a stock of stuff that people forget and whatever. But, yeah, uh... I don't know how I came up with the vending machine idea. You can pretty much put anything. It's just got coils in it and you just... You, you actually literally could put anything in there throw things in there yeah Did you I buy, can't put drumsticks in there okay?
0: do you buy them outright the vending machines yeah yeah just what bought are they, it off Gumtree just bought it off Gumtree what'd you pay like roughly
1: uh, that one was pretty cheap because it was a bit broken yeah but I got a guy who I know this guy who repairs them and he's a gun the people you know yeah 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 totally so I think it was like 200 bucks <sighs> and then uh, it cost it cost me like around a grand or something to get all the soup back up and, yeah, yeah. and fix it up but yeah, pay it's for itself fun. yeah yeah oh it's and it's got cold drinks in it as well so it's drinks and (laughs) snacks so you can
0: that's it and once again you have to have someone manning it manning something that's right
1: yeah so good before I had to make some packaging things for the cables and stuff yeah saw that because they got uh, a few of them got stuck over time and
0: people would lose their money and bring me up with the shits (laughs) oh I better fix that can imagine like it's like an episode of Seinfeld where it gets stuck in the yeah, machine, yeah, like right. you know just rocking this thing trying yeah, to get it out getting and, phone
1: calls yeah, yeah. Well, I had to bolt it to the wall because people were rocking it <laughs> <laughs> um whole place is video proofed oh yeah super well, safe
0: yeah and the other thing that you've got is the um the lockers oh yeah and with the, like the,
1: yeah, the the storage lockers base l- or the rental lockers
0: because um,
1: I've got a uh next to the machine there's yeah. five metal lockers Oh, okay. And if you ran a bass head or a guitar head or whatever, oh, you prepay for that, and then you get a code. You get and you can, a code. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, so you can just that's grab real. it out, grab it out, use it, and but yeah, the storage storage available too.
0: Yeah, the storage the storage lockers are really cool, especially it's sort of if you're thinking stereotypically of your your, your standard inner west muso yeah. and probably share housing. Yeah, that that's sort of right. Yeah, you, you don't want to keep your
1: quad in the lounge room.
0: That's right, where people are putting their drinks on and yeah, yeah, all sorts totally, of yeah, shit yeah. goes wrong. Yeah. And so, you know, paying X, X amount per week or whatever and you've got a place that you can yeah, totally. stuff stuff a couple of quads in there or whatever and some yeah, shit.
1: And yeah, yeah. Th- they filled up so quick once I built them. Like, I I left it for ages because I didn't have time to build it and I ended up just had that much demand. I had to get my mate who's a builder to come in and had to pay him
0: to come and build them. That's so, so good. Yeah. I mean, that, that alone... I was standing there with Mark last time we were in. And I can't remember what I worked out, but I was sort of like calculating. And I was like adding them up, and I'm going on oh, per week, and then per month, per year. I'm like, fuck that alone, not bad. Yeah, not bad. But it's, it's cheaper than what you would pay if you've got a Kennards or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And and for and for no doubt or a lot. Or if of those, you rented anywhere in the inner west, well, <laughs> 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 that's another, yeah, that's on another level altogether. Yeah, yeah. But I mean most of those i would assume that most of those guys that are using those lockers are rehearsing there anyway yeah so it's even better for them because well, yeah, you need, just come in and grab your guitar and it's like you're upselling like you're upselling yeah, it, yeah you're selling sure. you're selling them the space to rehearse and it's like oh while you're here you can leave your stuff here for a little bit extra
1: yeah well the beauty of it is they can send me a message the day before or during the day or whatever and have 24-hour access so wow if they've got an if they've got a locker there i can just set their code back up and come and grab their gear, play a gig, drop it back at two o'clock in the morning. Saves so it getting stolen out of their car
0: in Marrickville? Like it's happening <laughs> yeah, so it ha- every week now. I was going to say it tends to happen. Yeah. Um, what's the, I mean, as you said before, like before you opened this place, like a lot of other places were shutting down. What's the demand been like since you've opened up the Marrickville one? It's, uh,
1: it was a slow burn. I don't sort of, been doing a little bit of advertising but yeah. it's sort of more word of mouth yeah and it's sort of but yeah it's it's just been going crazy in the last sort of year i think once once top end closed down which mm. was six to eight months ago yep. it just sort of started amping ramping up real quick need like some really strategic and it's only like 150 meters down the road so. oh
0: it's like yeah. literally around the corner and, and there's two breweries oh, even man they're like i didn't know about a that one second
1: walk either way the one next door is just. I just got a letter in the in the mail from the council saying they want to extend their trading hours to 10 o'clock every night or something. Okay. Instead of Seven or whatever. Yeah. Oh. Doesn't worry, mate. Yeah.
0: yeah, arms twisted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we can allow that. Um, yeah, I think I think with Top End shutting down. And if you haven't already thought of this, in you know, some sort of strategic online search result thing, where if people are searching for top end, your oh, yeah, thing yeah. automatically shows up as a as a related search results. So it's like, oh yeah, shit, yeah, top end yeah. shut down. Oh, that's a good he's, idea. He's actually. the next uh, sort of using some keyword searches and shit like that. Yeah, but, I've never really delved into that sort of stuff. Uh, and I don't, I don't, I really don't know what I'm talking about. So no, it no makes I've it sound had like a few people offer for me to yeah. to do that sort of stuff. But. Adrian probably do that. He's, pretty, oh, he's yeah. a bit of a whiz kid with that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. loves that stuff. Well, he, knows, he knows more than me anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but those breweries, fuck. Like, when we did the first rehearsal there, I had no idea because I haven't lived in Maryfield in like 10 years. Yeah, plus.
1: yeah. Well, the, the one right next door has only just opened up.
0: Yeah, and that, like, I went in there last time with Adrian after we'd rehearsed, we rehearsed and had a beer in there, and I'm just sitting there, man, this is paradise. Like, you've literally, you go and rehearse... Straight next door. Yeah. don't have a cheeky beer. Yeah. or you
1: go and get a six-pack before you rehearse, oh, which is it, a lot. It's so good. Yeah, a lot of
0: people do yeah. Yeah, and um, I mean, the most painful thing is that me still living down the south coast, I've got to drive. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, the temptation. Oh, man. And, um, I've got so some blow-up mattresses upstairs. <laughs> <want>. <laughs> well, that's your extension. That's, uh, yeah. that's the phase two. We'll do you a good price on it, Oh on man. sleepover. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I might. Yeah, the, the cogs are turning now. <laughs> but, I mean, having those guys there and... Who are The other guys on Sydenham Road, batch, batch, yeah, batch. they've been there for quite a while, yeah. Um, and, and they got
1: food trucks out the front, that's right, yeah. all the time. So, when I was work when I was building there, it's just be like, What am I gonna have for lunch? But I'll just walk down and see what food <laughs> trucks are.
0: I mean, that's, that's definitely helped with like Maryfield changing over the last few years with all this, shit growing, like, yeah, oh, they're everywhere popping man. up in the so many breweries in the industrial area and everything like yeah. that. It's um. Been huge. It would have helped. I mean, I don't think it would ultimately make a massive difference with your business, but it's kind of like an extra selling point in a way. Like if people are going to choose somewhere, yeah, as far as still where everything's happening, yeah, yeah. love you know, a of drink, you know. Well, of course, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Um Speaking of upstairs at Maryville, what's oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the war zone? The war zone. <laughs> I haven't been up there, but it looks like there's room to to grow.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think? recording that'll be the recording studio hmm. I nearly went I nearly jumped at it about a month ago
0: uh-huh.
1: and then I looked at my calendar and then I looked at the time of year it was and it's going to be like in summer yet. standing upstairs oh, up there it's just nah, so hot it's like 20 degrees warmer up there because it's right underneath the tin roof And that's right so it's, yeah, it's ultimately
0: might, a warehouse isn't it yeah yeah. yeah.
1: so I might wait until, until the winter time and build some build the recording rooms up there uh, so is it going to be so it's going to replace the recording at St. Peter's. At St. Peter's, yeah, eventually. Okay. Just it's, just because the St. Peter's room's awesome, like mm-hmm. it sounds amazing. Drums sound really good in it, mm. but it's got to share with the rehearsal. Yeah, okay. It's like a shared room, so I've got to set it back up for rehearsals, and or I've got you know I've got to work around bookings that are uh, right. for so bands it's, jamming and stuff. it's not two separate stuff. things. It's yeah, it's just the same room. It's a room. common room. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. So okay. if um. So that's the whole thing so if I can get a dedicated recording live room I can leave the drums set up and leave the mics half plugged in and you know it's sort of it'll save heaps of time when I'm doing recording as well like it takes me it takes me three or four hours to do a setup would you for a band now so I could probably do it in you know an hour and it's ready to go
0: would you do would you do a drum room upstairs for for, for recording or would you yeah. use one of the existing no no ones? I use
1: the uh, I'll do it. There's enough room for a full live room and a big control room. Wow. And then a little booth on the side. But there's also when I build it I wired up patch patch bays that run downstairs as well. So yeah. there's you can run I think I can run twelve mics if I need to. That's cool. Yeah. And um I've got a tenant upstairs who has a mix room as well. And his room patches into it as well. So he can if he needs to overdub some guitars or whatever, he can send the guy down there and
0: so is there someone already up there doing work yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah and so
1: he's just he just goes in there and does his mixing
0: and is he does do you guys sort of share a lease or is he sort of no he sub off me of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool I so remember.
1: yeah when he he was mixing out of another room somewhere else and he didn't like it and it was a shared space and it was a bit rough and yeah and then I was like, oh, i got this extra space that I'm not using. And I just had junk and tools and whatever chucked in there. So tidied it up a bit and I soundproofed, soundproofed the roof and put an air conditioner in it and like split the room in half. And, and he loves it. He's in there every day.
0: I mean, obviously you've got this room to, to grow and you're going to you know, eventually sort of fit it out. But I mean, even with the the space that you've got, you've been able to sort of absolutely milk every possible corner of this place yeah, to yeah. generate well, some not, some money.
1: It's not super large, so I've kind of no, it's just got to squeeze everything in where I can.
0: It's perfect, and I would assume like it's just it's just in Sydney, it's not cheap. No, to, no yeah, no. in general, yeah, yeah. So,
1: so just got to maximize everything.
0: That's it. So when you when you eventually relocate. The recording aspect from St. Peter's to Maryville, yeah, would St. Peter's would just be dedicated rehearsal, yeah, space, yeah, and so yeah, you'll yeah. still keep that as a separate, like you won't just combine. Yeah, yeah it'll into, just carry on. Yeah yeah, 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 cool. That's awesome. That's so good. Um, I've got to ask, Bane, <laughs> what's happening with the band? Oh, we did a show a couple uh. of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Not much since then. Nah. Any plans?
1: Um, the plan was to do a new album. Hmm. That plan came about in 2009. <laughs> a working in progress. Yeah, yeah. I started writing some songs and then I uh, forgot about them and started another project <laughs> and did some other bands and. But yeah, we had a few sort of spurts of inspiration and yeah. Ray and I had some jams and wrote a few tracks and forgot about them again. And, so the idea everyone's is, uh, just too busy man it's just we did we did some show I don't remember when it was 2000 end of 2016 17 I think yeah. we did sort of five shows in a row
0: epic yeah and that
1: was it <laughs> we were like alright it's worth our while to rehearse you know enough because we we'd forgotten all the material and stuff we hadn't played for two or three years before that and yeah. I was just sick of playing the old songs all the time, as you know how it is. Mm-hmm. But you guys pump out more songs than we do.
0: Uh, yeah, we do, but we tend to stick to the same repertoire yeah, live, yeah, so it's, it tends to get long in the tooth. But
1: yeah, but you got a bit of fresh stuff to fill around yeah, with when you want.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but um, I definitely like even that sort of those long gaps in between. I mean, I don't think we've done three odd years, but um, we've certainly done long, long periods of time where we've done nothing live. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you yeah. literally forget everything.
1: But ba- yeah, basically, I. Uh, like what we've done, <laughs> but you you guys have got Tim writing stuff all the time. And it helps. That's that's his life. You that's know? our secret yeah. weapon. Yeah, yeah. So I'd sort of fall off the off the wagon every now and then, and get too busy and consumed with work or yeah. trying to hustle hustle jobs all the time, and and then uh, but then I just get bored, and I'll jump on it. I got I got a short attention span, yep. so I'll jump on another project and probably, record half of that.
0: It probably helps though. Like I, I'm having a guess, but you know, ten odd years ago with the band like where it sits in the list of priorities would have been completely different to where it sits now
1: oh yeah totally so like
0: the pressure you guys would have put on yourselves to to get stuff recorded get stuff out there do shows would have been so different to
1: yeah that was number one priority for all of us and we and we did it we like we did did the album thing and did a tour like did some tours and went overseas Mm. and did the whole whole works and got our name out there and i feel like if we did a show now probably a lot of people would remember who we are Mm. and like same as the last shows we did people were people were buying merch and stuff so probably more merch than when we were actually doing stuff which is more everyone was like oh this is a nostalgic band
0: i always love those bands that the australian bands especially sort of a lot of the black metal bands that would play like once every three years three or four years and they play the most random of events like these special nights or whatever but everyone would come out for it. oh yeah and you go to those gigs and you're like I'm looking around the room, and go, I haven't seen these people in like 10 years. It's yeah, incredible. Since the last time they played. Yeah. yeah. And you watch like massive turnout, huge turnout. Yeah. The merch is just like all the mountain studs, right? Oh yeah. yeah. And the merch is just getting cleared. And you're just going, man, like, why why don't we do that? And it's like, well, you've got to be prepared to not play for a million years. Yeah. And that's just sit right. back yeah, yeah. and We're, is it yeah. and is one night with whatever the revenues from that worth it versus just having semi-regular yeah that's right yeah. it probably balances out in the end it it probably does but yeah, um, yeah i love that I, I mean i remember seeing i don't know if it was their last show that they ever did but um N'Zour, the manning bar oh yeah oh yeah. nine yeah something like that yeah i was at that one blacked out of that that gig I, I got a little bit too excited with the with the beers but um <sighs> that was a massive turnout that was a that was a big yeah party. yeah it's a big room to fill yeah and um but there was a lot of people that came out of the woodwork for that and even like Astrial from brisbane yep they've done done the odd show here and there or even when they jump on a support that's just yeah they, they still kill it yeah yeah huge man like just they just got that that cult status where the less they play the better their stakes yeah, their right. stakes yeah, yeah. rise yeah i don't think they plan that though <laughs> no, no, no. That's it. I don't think it's a strategic thing no, that they all no, get no. together and go. No, this is how we get approached. Exactly approach the same it. as my band. <laughs> I, I
1: think about it every now and then. We should do some stuff. Even metal, we should, we should do some stuff with metal. Mm. But yeah, I think that's the same thing. Like, but that's that's not my thing. I just play drums and that. Yeah. The other guys do all the writing and whatever. So,
0: but it, I mean, it must it must seem with with at least those two bands that that pressure's not there anymore it's sort of more of a no. case of like if it happens it happens when yeah it, yeah the timing's are right yeah cool but otherwise we've all got we're all busy doing other shit
1: yeah that's right yeah it's more of a it, when I think of it it's more of a bummer that it's like oh we can't really just jump out and do something next <laughs> yeah. week because it takes too much preparation to get back to where we were
0: and I mean do you have do you guys even have like a full band as far as like if you, yeah, if yeah. you guys got a call up yeah yeah everyone's there yeah yeah okay cool yeah. yeah, that's um that's been a struggle of ours for the last few years. It's like yeah, revolving dr- door. Yeah, we're to find
1: that drummer. Oh, we've had plenty of drummers. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: and I mean for us, like I always look at the supports and things like that, and you go, oh man, we should throw our hat in the ring for a support. And it's like, hmm, uh, I don't can think we, we can get, get a lineup get- together. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and then and then it's like, all right, then we got to dust off the cobwebs. Is everyone really going to be prepared for this?
1: Well, that's what uh, we've decided that if we got offered one show, we'd just say no because. Unless it was, like, out of control, good.
0: Yeah. Like a bucket list show or something
1: Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, like, we did one a couple of years ago in Perth because we'd never, never mm-hmm. been to Perth before and we got a pretty good deal and, yep. you know, we stayed at Dicey's house and free accommodation and whatever, so it was...
0: Sort of offset a little bit.
1: I don't think it's ever worth your while going to Perth, but <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive to fly four dudes over there. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, but, yeah, you know, we did it just because we, we wanted to. And we were, I think we were semi-rehearsed at that point, anyway. So, um,
0: that kind of helps.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. sort of took a bit of the edge off. But yeah, if we got offered a show next month and it was just one, I probably wouldn't do it.
0: Do you get do you get approached every once in a while? Uh,
1: I think they've given up. <laughs> <laughs> when you're active, you get you get smashed all the time. And uh, yeah, I don't know. They sort of kept asking, and I kept saying no. Even when we were getting getting approached all the time, I'd knock it all back. And,
0: I used to have the same the same people hit me up every sort of three three to four months, asking a similar sort of request for a similar type of show. And I just yeah, yeah. politely decline, yeah. and then it sort of tapered off after a while. Now, like they just yeah, don't, yeah, they yeah. just don't hit me up anymore. And I was and it got to the point where some of them were like, oh, fuck, "Man, I know they've got good intentions, but man, they are just being a punisher right now." Yeah. like like I'm being <sighs> super polite here. I don't I just don't want to say I'm not interested, and then eventually they just stopped stop yeah. messaging me I'm like oh, oh, now now I feel like we're not in demand anymore what's going <laughs> on <laughs> uh, alright man well um, where, what's uh, what's the website for the studio
1: uh, adversarystudios.com dot com yeah. alright cool and it's just got all the booking information there and all whatever you need to know a few photos
0: good idea for interstate bands if they want to get into town early yeah
1: I've had a few in there
0: do some do yeah. some Arvo yeah that's jams. it yeah and um, soon to be recording facilities at Marrickville but there's already some at yep. St. Peter's yep cool alright well I'll link to everything and uh, yeah, yeah we're recording and um, hit you up for some sound yeah alright man All right. appreciate it thank you good to see you man yeah likewise thanks man wish your hands you did If you want to reach out to Aaron, you can go to adversarystudios.com. Uh, you can also click through on the show notes over at andysocial.net or in this podcast player. Um, and you'll be able to see the show notes and a bunch of clickable links to the band, Band of Isildur. Isildur, I can never fucking say that properly um, <laughs> uh, adversary studios and everything that we discussed in this chat and everything that he's involved with and all of his social media pages etc etc so you can uh click on the show notes there and i'll put some uh some videos into the show notes as well so you can go and check out a little bit of uh aaron's work as a musician as well as uh, everything else that he's been a part of but uh cheers aaron really appreciate the chat and uh good to catch up again before we wrap it up, from a Lord update perspective, new single for the new album is out. Uh, the single is called United. Welcome back. If you haven't heard it yet, shame on you. Go and check it out. You can go to lordnetau slash united. Um, the new album is called Fallen Idols, and that's due out at the end of April. Um, if you go to that web link, web link, it sounds so 90s, uh, lordnetau slash united. All the uh, track listing is there for the new album, including um, some covers that are going to be on the Australian release. So you might want to go and check that out. Some good stuff there. Um, and lots of information about the new album, some teasers, um, the video clip for the single as well is there. So go over and check it out. And as I've been crapping on, uh, please share this around if you know anybody that's, that digs the music as well. Um, we're really excited to get this album out And any people power that we can get any support we can get from you guys will mean a lot to us so go and check it all out lord.net.au and um, from a self started point of view we are in the midst of recording season two that's going to be out in june of this year um in the meantime go and check out season one that's still all up online and there's lots of blog content there as well but um i have been putting out a call to action and people have been responding so thank you so much uh any guest recommendations for season two please let me know if you know anybody that has their own business um earns a little bit of extra money on the side, has a second job, a third job, a fifth job, a 10th job, it doesn't matter. Um, Anything that involves a little bit of initiative in creating some additional revenue. Um, I'd love to hear from it. Um, It's that self-starter attitude, which I'm all about. And I'd love to highlight more people doing amazing things. So uh, please contact me if you're interested. Um, But if you're just curious about the podcast, go and check it out over at selfstarter.com.au. But that's it, folks. Another episode done. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to me waffle on. And I really hope you enjoyed this particular episode as well. And we'll be back next week with another fantastic guest. Until then, take care. Ta-ta. Larry. Larry, please.